Christmas movies. I knew my, my wife's hand was going up. She's been watching them since July. Okay. Let me ask you something. I don't know if I should ask you what your favorite Christmas movie is or your least favorite. I'm going to go with your least favorite Christmas movie. What's the one that most men cringe when they're sitting there and this movie comes on? Maybe. I don't know. The what? The Grinch. Well, I agree with you there. But I got two grandkids, so I don't have a choice. Okay, what else? What? Okay, the Scrooge one. All 57 varieties. Okay. White Christmas. Okay. All right. Have you ever heard of the Christmas movie, It's a Wonderful Life? Black and white even, isn't it? Right? What would you say the purpose of that movie is? What is it to remind us? What would you say? To help an angel get his wings? Was that, was that it? In that movie, the main character is George Bailey. George Bailey's life wasn't the easiest of life, but lives, but he, he helped people. And at one moment in time, he basically thought, you know, I don't even know why my life even counts You know, what if I just didn't even exist? And so the movie explores that, and he sees what life would be like if he did not exist. But we found out through the movie that his life life touched many other people. And because of what he did, it helped so many other people. One person said this about the movie, the only Life worth living is a life lived for others. And we find it in that movie, George Bailey did that. Now this morning, as we've been thinking about who's your one, we've been talking about witnessing, we've been talking about reaching people for Jesus Christ. We talked about last week, what, what about what happens if someone is, is not saved? We talked about hell today. I want us to think about it's a wonderful life in the sense of just like that song that we sang a moment ago, living with Jesus or having Jesus as your Lord and Savior should be a wonderful life, shouldn't it? It should be a wonderful life. Now, this morning, if you take your Bibles and turn to John chapter 1, I'm going to begin reading in verse 37, even though I said verse 40. But John chapter 1, beginning with verse 37, going through verse 42. In this story, we're going to find where there is a disciple who shares the gospel with his brother. All right. The two disciples heard him say this and followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and noticed them following him, he asked them, what are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come and you'll see. 
he replied. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they stayed with him that day. And it was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard John and followed him. His first, he, he first found his own brother Simon and told him, We have found the Messiah, which translate the Christ. And he brought Simon to Jesus. And when Jesus saw him, he said, You are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. In this passage of Scripture, what we see take place is that there are two disciples of John the Baptist, and on this day, Jesus comes by, and John the Baptist makes the comment or the statement and says, There is the Messiah. And one of the disciples that was there with John the Baptist was Andrew. Andrew, when he heard that that was Messiah, he took off and basically followed Jesus. And when Jesus saw that they were following him, he said, what are you doing? And they said, we want to come home with you. We want to see and talk to you. And that night, Andrew came to know Jesus Christ. What Andrew did the next day or at that, that moment was that he got up and he took his brother, Peter, to meet Jesus Christ. Now, this is important for us to understand of the importance of what took place here. As we know in the book, in the Bible today, if you would take Peter out of the Bible, we wouldn't have First and Second Peter. We, we, we wouldn't have the great sermon at Pentecost. But just think about it. If Andrew had not shared with his brother, Peter possibly would not have been a disciple of Jesus Christ. Peter possibly would not have been in the Bible at all. And I want you to sit, think with me this morning that Andrew took the time and he took his brother because Andrew says, Peter, I want you to meet the Messiah. You know, there are people today that are walking around, and many of them are our friends, or our brothers, or our sisters. And we need to say, look, I need you. I want you to meet the Messiah. Not the Baptist, not the Catholic, not the Presbyterian, but the Messiah, the one that can save you and bring you into that wonderful life. And this morning, it is so important that we do not leave out one. Now, Andrew's a unique disciple of Jesus Christ. And you, Andrew wasn't one of those, you know, he wasn't like his brother at all. Peter had both feet and fingers in it. I mean, Peter, we know Peter. He, he, he was like that bull in the china closet. Andrew would rather and prefer to stay in the background. Andrew was not that, that big people person, but Andrew was the one that he took his time, and, and as he ministered, he went one by one to the Jews, and he witnessed about Jesus Christ. One by one, he went to the Jews, his own people, and he shared Jesus one by one. He wasn't the 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 the... the the multitude guy. He wasn't the, the guy to speak at big gatherings. He just believed in going to one and then go to another one and go to one and tell them about Jesus Christ. 
He did that amongst the Jews. He did that amongst the Greeks. He went one by one. And it's most important that he went to one named Peter. But you know another interesting fact about Andrew? Andrew was the one on that day that Jesus was preaching to the thousands and they needed some food. Guess what? Andrew was the one that found the boy with the fishes and the loaves. You see, again, Andrew found the one. Now, I want you to see an interesting thing here with me this morning. Andrew was so moved by God, by Jesus, that he said, i got to bring my brother. Because he said, I want you to meet the Messiah. And what the Lord say? He, he, he told Simon, he said, your name's going to be Cephas. It's going to be Peter. Look what the Lord did with Peter. And then on that day that they needed food and we had loaves and fishes by one little boy. Look what, when that boy came forward, when that one child came forward, look what, what Jesus did with those loaves. I know sometimes people say, well, preacher, I don't know if it matters. I don't know if it matters if that one comes to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, everyone matters. Everyone matters. And isn't it amazing the people God used? Sometimes the people that, that in our world today would look and say, well, there's no way that God could use a person like that. Or there's no way that God could use a person like that. There, there's no way. They're, they're just scum of the earth. Let me tell you, that's God's specialty. Amen? Just think what God can do. That's why it's so important for us to reach one more and one more and one more. Because that one more might be another Peter. That one more might be another Paul. I don't know if you've ever heard the name D.L. Moody. Some of you have. D.L. Moody, famous preacher. D.L. Moody was instrumental and what we know today is the Moody Bible Institute. Do you know that there was a, a man, uh, what's his name? <laughs> his name, Edward Kimball. Edward Kimball was a Sunday school teacher. And one day, Dwight L. Moody came to his Sunday school class. And he knew that D.L. Moody was not saved. We find that Edward Kendall began praying and he knew that the Lord was leading him and telling him to, to go and to witness to D.L. Moody. D.L. Moody was selling shoes in a shoe store. Edward Kimball went one day, scared to death, nervous, hands sweating, went into the store. He asked for D.L. Moody. They said, well, he's in the storeroom. He went back there and he started to witness to him. And he would tell you he, it was the weakest, pitiful, most pitiful experience in, the, in his life trying to share Jesus Christ with this guy. But, but you know what? That night, that day, D.L. Moody accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. You see, God can use the weak. God can use, you know, if you say, oh, I'm just not strong enough. There's just no way. And then look what God did with D.L. Moody. The churches he pastored, the, the people that he ministered to, all of those things. God 
looks at an individual and sees value. Amen? He sees value. Now, I shared with you earlier, but yesterday we had a great day in the, in the Lord. We had upwards went great. We had a time. And, and, but one of the things I do on, on Saturdays is I kind of stand here halfway in the road, making sure that none of our kids, uh, who some of them try very hard to get run over, and uh, uh, to try to make sure they don't. You know, and then a lot of times, you know, the kids having a lot of energy. They got to play ball. They got all this energy. They're they're climbing in trees. They're jumping fences, especially six foot ones. And you know, and I'm saying, guys, get out of the trees. Don't climb the thing. You know, and and there for a while, I'm thinking about how could I pinch their heads off, and mom won't know. Because they're just everywhere. But they're being kids, right? They're just being little kids. They're excited, you know. But I'm thinking, pinch the heads off. And, you know, sometimes, you know, we, we, we even with kids, say, well, you know, they're just. But isn't it interesting? A lot of the people that really become those that reach out and, and, and reach other people sometimes are when they were kids, they were the ones that you just wanted to pinch their heads off. But look what God did in their life because their life had what? Value. There's a lot of people today. I know right now where they can pop their heads. But they have value. But then think of another thing. Isn't it amazing what God can do with a little? You know, I remember my mom, it, to me as a child, it, it, it amazed me what my mom, you know, she said, well, I just got some leftovers. I'll cook you all a meal. What she could do with a little leftovers. Some of you know what I'm talking about. They get in there, boom, 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 boom. You know, it's like a full meal. It's amazing what they can do with, with the, just a little bit. Well, I, I, I want you to know that's the same way with God. You see that boy that had the loaves? He had a little. But at the same time, when we give it to the Lord, it's amazing what God can do. And remember the, the story about the, 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 the two coins or the widow's mite or the, the small gift? Yeah, there was others giving big gifts, but, but, but the two coins... Do you know today that in most, most Baptist churches, you know what groups in most Baptist churches give more percentage, on a percentage basis, than any other group? The widows. The widows. They give percentagely, percentage, in a sense, more. And, 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 and I want us to see... That again, sometimes we, we even take ourselves out and say, well, there's not much I can do. There, I, I'm limited. But you know, God is just willing for us to just say, God, here I am. I don't know what I can do, but, but here I am. And, 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 and allow God to, to work in our lives. Look what the Lord did in Peter's life. 
He preached that wonderful sermon. He, 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 he showed us time after time how God had patience with him and, and, and all of that. And, 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 and he gave himself to the Lord. Another thing I, I want you to see is that I know sometimes people say, well, preacher, I'm not a, I'm not a, want to be up front. I don't want to be in the limelight. I understand that. Well, Andrew reminds us that, that he was really a picture of, of one who labored quiet, quietly in the behind the scenes. Like I said, he, he was one while some were out in the multitudes, he was just going home to home to person to person sharing Christ. He, he, just, he was incons, inconspicuous at times, but he just kept on. Tell you, there, there's sometimes in ministry, there's, there's some men who are wonderful associate pastors. They work great behind the scenes. They don't want to be the, the main pastor. They just work behind the scenes and they're steady and, and, and they do a wonderful job. You see, we need to be willing. In, in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 6, it says, don't work only while people are watching. As people pleasers. But as slaves of Christ, do God's will from your heart. You see, that's what God wants us to do. He, he, wants it to, he wants us to do it from our heart. Not to say, well, I'm going to show everybody what I can do today. He wants, it, he wants us to do it from our hearts. You see, Peter in his life, I'm, I'm sorry, Andrew in his life, he just continued to tell other people about Jesus Christ. That's why it's so important for us today to realize there is one that we can reach for the Lord. And, and as we reach that one and they come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, there's no telling what that person can do when God touches them. I gave the example this morning, and I, and I, I, firmly, I firmly believe this. I hate to, to do this, but to me, you look at, Preston Long's life. Y'all grew up with Preston. It's amazing that someone in this group did not either shoot him or pinch his head off when he was that little kid running his three-wheeler all over this county. It's surprising that he was alive after all that. But then God came. And he, t- he tells me, he said, Brother Frank, people came all the time. Trying to show me, to teach me, to tell me. I didn't want to hear it. But then God came. And it, God came in such a way that, 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 that his life is totally different. Isn't it? And I believe he's having the impact that he is with our young people. And God knew that. Because of his experiences and because of the things that he's done. But what if we'd say, well, that Preston Long, it's just best to let him go. You see, and there are others like that in there. There's others out there. That's why it's important for us to realize we need to reach people for Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 27 through 29 says, Instead, God has chosen 
what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. And God has chosen what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God has chosen what is insignificant and despised and in the world what is viewed as nothing to bring nothing, what is viewed as something, so that no one may boast in his presence. You know, I know some of you like to go to the antique shows or go to flea markets, and it's always amazing, especially those of you that like to know how it was made, how this was done, or how a piece of metal was made into something. And sometimes some of the most ugliest things can be reworked and become some of the most beautiful. Guys, that's why it's so important for us to reach one more person, because I believe God through his son, Jesus Christ, wants to take one more person and turn them in to a beautiful child of God. That's why we have a wonderful life in Jesus. You see, sometimes we like George. Sometimes we think, man, my life is useless. I, I, I don't even know why I'm in this world. Guys, we have a wonderful life because of Jesus Christ. A wonderful life. Don't let Satan try to fool you. Don't let Satan try to rob you. Don't let Satan think, well, it'd just be better you're not here. There's a reason you're here. And God has created you. And we have a wonderful life in Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. And Lord, you are a wonderful God. And you have given us a wonderful life life in you because we have a savior that will never let us down we have a savior that will walk with us no matter where we are and lord i pray today that we would see what we have and also lord that we would see how important to reach one more because that next person could be the person you use to do miraculous things Lord, I just pray that you would guide us in all things. In your son's name, amen.